This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. Stand by, Rutherford County. The WGNS Action Line continues a search for truth. Well, good morning and welcome into the Action Line this morning from News Radio WGNS. Brian Barrett sitting in today, and uh, we're going to be in conversation about Habitat for Humanity here in just a few as well. And later on in the program, we've got Peggy Sullivan, who is the CEO of She Can, who will be on to talk about uh, her book, Happiness is Your Responsibility. But it makes me happy to see Megan Hutchins in studio this morning. Bright-eyed, ready to go. <laughs> Good morning, Megan. Good morning. Good to have you here today, of course, uh, with Habitat for Humanity. Uh, tell us a little bit about Habitat for Humanity and how that works. Um, yes, yeah, so we um, build homes for families that qualify for our program. Um, currently, we have 22 families that are in our program, which is the biggest class we've ever had. And we are building our first subdivision here in Rutherford County, Legacy Point. So we have 14 homes already completed, four that are under construction, um, and will be hopefully done in the next few months, and then we'll just keep building from there. Keep going from yes. there, huh? <laughs> now, uh, tell me about Legacy Point. This Is this something that's been done in other communities, um, you know, outside of, of our area, and, and how you came up with that idea of a subdivision? That's great. So there, um, there are several affiliates in the state of Tennessee that have done subdivisions before. Um, they're more of the larger affiliates, Knoxville, Chattanooga, Nashville. Um, and for several years, we built in the um, South Manny area, but it was a vision and a dream of our affiliate to be able to do a subdivision. It was just finding land that was affordable. Yeah. Um, so we had a wonderful committee that worked on that for a long time and we were able to find some land off of Twin Oak Drive. And we actually broke ground in 2018, uh, but due to COVID, we had to you know, wait for a little while. Um, the goal will be to have 77 homes in that subdivision when, the, um, when it's all complete. It's a little bit different than our other houses because they all have a garage and we do have an HOA there. Um, and so, and all the houses have flags and paved driveways, so, um, like everything that's changed, we've had to adapt and adjust, um, but the houses are beautiful. Sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I can I can only imagine what it's what it's like to be able to fulfill that dream for those folks, but also for the committee and and the folks with Habitat for Humanity that work so hard to to make this come to fruition. I, it probably never gets old to see a, a new uh, a new home go up. It doesn't. I mean, it's. It's interesting because I tell people, you know, I've been there for a long time, so I've helped 100 plus families, but every family that comes through our door, it's their first experience with us. And so we really wanna make it as special um, and as successful as we possibly can. So um, every dedication is emotional. Oh, I can imagine, yeah. Yeah. And when we talk about Habitat for Humanity, I think maybe some people have in their mind that this is an organization that that builds homes for those who would not be able to uh, afford that um, without Habitat Mm -hmm. for Humanity's help. But one thing I think that's sometimes lost in in the whole process 
is for folks to understand what Habitat does. I mean, the, the, the homeowners have a lot of skin in the game, if you will. Yes. The, um, so our families all have to do anywhere from 250 to 350 hours of sweat equity. And we look at each family and, you know, do they have a husband and a wife? Are they elderly? Are they disabled? Do they have kids that can help them? And then we um, choose their hour limit from that. But we have them do um, 30 weeks of a homeowner education class. We give them hours if their kids make good grades in school. We encourage them to volunteer at other nonprofits in the area. They have to work on other people's homes, their homes. Um, so it's not just a, hey, you're accepted and here's this house. Um, and you know, that's it. Um, we really ask them to be invested into our program and into their home and you know, ultimately into their community. And with that, you're helping to build a community sure. if neighbors are helping neighbors build a mm -hmm. home. Yeah, and it's, um, we've had a few families, it's been really sweet, that we dedicated for recently that um, like when it snowed earlier this year, a neighbor came and, you know, shoveled the driveway and another neighbor was helping um, their uh, granddaughter with some basketball lessons. And everybody is very kind and wants the community to succeed. And um, a lot of people just haven't been surrounded by kindness. Mm -hmm. So this is an opportunity for them to have kindness starting with us and then going through with their neighbors. Megan, uh, as as we talk about Habitat for Humanity, we're going to talk about uh, Cooking to Build coming up here in what? Nine it's days. Nine days. I knew you would know. <laughs> it's November 5th. It is yeah, around here. It's uh, here. It is definitely here. Uh, and that's one of the uh, events that uh, help Habitat do uh, all of this great work in, in the community. When you talk about um, building these homes, and you said you had a list of 20 plus that, mm -hmm. that you're ready to help, it's... Uh, it, it, these don't just go up if you've got 20 in, on the waiting list. It, it could take a while for the whole process. Right, right. So um, this year we opened up the applications in May, mm -hmm. and um, we gave out over 500. We had, um, I think it was a little 225 that were turned in that Angie had to process. And then out of that, we were able to select the 22 families. Like I said, it's the biggest class we've ever had. So at this point, we're not going to be able to open the applications again until 2024 because then people would just be waiting forever to get into their home. Um, and one of the things that we saw this year with some of our families is that they did qualify for a conventional mortgage. But then when they went to go find a home, there was nothing that was affordable. Um, and so I think that's, I, I think everybody understands that right now in the yeah. world that we're in. Um, but these families do have jobs and really good jobs um, it's just that they um, either can't qualify for a conventional mortgage or if they do they can't find anything on the market that's within their price range so uh, of these you said 23 22 22 mm -hmm. okay so of those 22 there were 500 applications picked up or whatnot how do you go from the 200 and some odd mm -hmm. number down to 22 um, so Angie Ezell is our family services uh, manager, and she is phenomenal at her job. Um, she is able to, um, I don't want to say weed out, but find out very soon, you know, if somebody can't move on to the next phase. And it's, you know, it's little things, but one of the things that we do is if somebody doesn't qualify, we tell them why. So they're just not, you know, in the dark about, well, why didn't I get accepted? 
And then we offer them the opportunity to take get ready classes so that they can get things in line to apply again uh, when the time comes around. But Angie works very hard um, to process those and um, make sure that they are a good fit. And we do have a committee that actually goes out and interviews the families as well to see if they would um, be a good fit for our program. Mm -hmm. Did our... um COVID pandemic have anything to do with the number um, that you chose this year, or was it just that many from all the applications that you had? Um, Do you think that had any effect on it? Um, I don't think so. I think, well, I think the subdivision Mm. was a big um, pool, honestly. And in years past, um, we've kind of said, okay, we're going to take the first 12 or the first 15. And this year, um, we decided just to take everybody that actually qualified for the program um, and with the understanding that some of them would be served sooner than others depending on where they were Um, because there's some things that you have to have in line you know to move forward so we just took everybody that actually qualified this time wow Mm -hmm. Uh, so um, the the process it's it's more than just turning in the application though i mean that's just that's just the start of everything right 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 right. there's the classes and then the home build and um most importantly the families do pay a mortgage that's the biggest misconception is that we give the houses away for free and that's not the case at all so um these families work very hard um and put a lot of time and energy into the program and i think one thing we want people to remember is this isn't the only thing these families are doing right now. They work full-time jobs. Some of them are in school. Most of them have children. Some of them have disabilities. So it's not like they're doing Habitat Monday through Friday. It's they're doing everything else and Habitat. And so that's why it's it's an an inspiration to me to see them actually see this through to the end. Yeah. let's, Let's dive a little deeper into... Uh, maybe the most common misconception is that, well, Habitat's just building free homes for these folks who are lucky enough to qualify. Uh, you mentioned the fact that there's a mortgage. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest misconception. Um, you know, it does take them some time to pay off their mortgage, and we have had some families actually get to do that. So we're very proud of them. But they're, it's definitely not like um, few, uh, the homeowner thing that was on TV, you know, where they put a ribbon on it and then they gave it to them for free. The families pay mortgage just like I do, and it's just over an extended amount of time depending on the family and where they are financially. Mm-hmm. And does that change if the you know, financial dynamic of that family changes or you know, maybe five years down the road the you know, uh, husband gets a better job that pays more money or does, or does it stay the same? It stays the same yeah. because we, we want to honor where they're at right now. Um, we don't want to penalize them for their successes you know we want them to be successful in this journey and so when they get raises we celebrate with them and um you know if there's things that we need to um i mean we're there for them through it all from the time they apply to the time they move in and you know for the rest of their lives hopefully yeah now um a lot's being made about interest rates and things of that nature now, of course, mm-hmm. and um, it's a whole lot different if you're going to buy a home today versus even six, nine months ago right. here in Rutherford County. How is, is that any different with Habitat? No, I mean, Terry, our executive director, um, she works really hard to make sure that we're following the HUD guidelines, and that's why 
the families we serve in Legacy Point, it is such a broad range. You know, we do have some people that are making um, quite a bit more than others, um, but that hasn't really impacted um, us as much. There's hopefully going to be some programs down the road that will help with funding the Habitat affiliates um, as times change. So Yeah. Uh, we have got uh, Megan Hutchins joining us today with Habitat for Humanity. We're going to continue uh, our conversation here and, uh, and again remind you about Cooking to Build, which is on November 5th. We've got much more information about that straight ahead as we continue here on the Action Line from News Radio WGNS. But time for a break. We're going to hear from some of the uh, sponsors who make this program possible here on WGNS and also a check of traffic and weather. Stay with us. More with Megan in just a moment. The sunrise puffs up above the horizon. So glad to see you today. I'm Amy Watson. And I'm Ben Hill. Welcome to News Channel 5 this morning. Time to fill your day with something more than a routine. This is Sky 5 Live as uh, every day there's a brand new skyscraper <laughs> going up. This is where we connect. Come on, y'all. We are alive. We are well. We Laugh. <laughs> See the beauty of the morning. When you look out this morning in that sunrise, you get the prettiest picture. Uh, news Channel 5 helps you out the door. Traffic anchor Rebecca Schleicher joins us now with the latest. The good news is there are pretty easy alternate routes. With something more than news, weather, and traffic. News Channel 5's Nick Barris is in our Good News Alert Center this morning. <laughs> Take a look girl. right there at this dark. Right? Yes, it's something to lift your spirits. Wow. If that doesn't get you going, then we need to have a chit-chat. Ben, Amy, Leland, Nikki D, Rebecca, and Nick. We are here to get you yeah. revved up. Going. A better day. It's Wednesday it is day. Starts this morning. News Channel 5 this morning. Hi, this is Dan with Music World and Drummer's Den. I'm the guitar tech here. We're a pretty well-rounded music store. We have every guitar, keyboard, drum that you might be looking for. Parts are available, strings, accessories. We also have lessons, $25 for a half hour of keys, anything with strings and drums. It's all here. Music World and Drummer's Den. We're your hometown music store. Music World and Drummer's Den, 2762 South Church, right across from Indian Hills Golf Course. Hi, this is Peter Demas. One of the things that we've done years ago is we've been able to do our orders, like our pastas and many other items, that we used to be able to put them in large pans. And now we have a catering team that will even deliver it to your home. We can drop it off for you, set it up, or they can come in and pick it up look up our catering menu on www.demasrestaurants.com. This is Peter Demas at Demas's Restaurant, 1115 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro. Hi, this is Terry Deal at Adams Place, Rutherford County's premier retirement community with all five levels of care, independent living, assisted living, memory care, rehabilitation, and continuing care. I'm Elise Alexander, and I enjoy being here because everybody's so friendly. I'm Terry Deal. Call me for more information about Adams Place, located at 1927 Memorial Boulevard, across from Walmart. Looks like Commander Chuck... Uh can't got his tongue here this morning right now of course we've got some slowdowns in a few of the areas around town that uh, are normal bridge over broad 
Broad Memorial intersection out on Thompson Lane, south of town out on uh, New Salem Highway. The interstate's pretty busy getting into Nashville, but that's starting to thin out just a little bit as well. And that's a look at your latest traffic here this morning. Two powerful FM signals, one AM signal, and worldwide on WGNSRadio.com. You can listen to us anywhere. We are WGNS Murfreesboro. The Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. I want to say good morning to our good neighbor of the day today, Tori Brown, our good neighbor, for dropping everything to help out in a jam. Tori Brown is going to receive flowers from Ryan Flowers Coffee and Gifts and News Radio WGNS as the good neighbor of the day. How do you get us your good neighbor? Simply text NEIGHBOR to 615-893-1450. Text NEIGHBOR to 615-893-1450. You'll get a reply back. You'll fill that form out. It'll take you a minute. I tell, I'm telling you, it's super simple, very quick. Name, address, phone number, and a sentence why you're nominating that person, and we'll take care of the rest for you. We're talking about Habitat for Humanity here this morning. Megan Hutchins is joining us today. And, um, you know, when, when folks think about Habitat, some people may just think about uh, your store on uh, uh, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. (laughs) Yeah, um, our store is open um, Monday through Saturday. Um, Tuesday through Friday, we're open from 9 to 6. Saturday is 9 to 3. And then on Monday is 12 to 6. Um, But we do take donations every day. And they will come to your home and pick up donations, depending on what it is as well. But it is open to the public. Yes. So <laughs> it's not just a storage or warehouse or right. anything like that. And and the money that is made at the thrift store goes to help with the builds. Correct. That's um, It helps support the mission. Um, and the ReStore, um, Tina is the ReStore manager. And um, she does amazing work over there with her team. But we have new things, we have used things, donated. Um, It's just a mixture of some really cool things, but you have to go in there almost daily because we get things all the time. Yeah, and um, the the store has been there for, gosh, it's been a while. Yeah, I see. I started there in 2006 and the store was already there. Um, The store used to be, I believe, on Broad Street um, across from Kmart and that like... um, log cabin looking building Um, that's right but that was like a hot minute ago it was (laughs) um so i feel like the restore has been there for quite i mean it's been there since i've been there so um and having the restore in the office in one location is uh, such a blessing Uh, i can only imagine Mm -hmm. so uh Mm -hmm. stop by the habitat restore on dr martin luther king jr boulevard Uh, lots of savings and got i guess some furniture oh yeah furniture appliances lighting flooring um, hardware material, cabinets, doors, rugs, art, um, Christmas trees right now. Um, so just a, a mixture of everything. It's uh, Christmas trees. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's it, that time. <laughs> it is. It is. It is that time. Uh, usually when those things start popping up in the stores and we're around uh, the fall of the year and, you know, you've got uh, Halloween and thinking about Thanksgiving, it's also a big time for cooking to build yes yes um our 15th annual cooking to build is saturday november the 5th on the square so just where the um farmer's market has been 
same exact place. Okay. Yeah. So tell us what Cooking to Build is because, you know, I'm surprised at how so many people move into our community and they, they want to get involved and, and get that community feel and figure out what's happening and they just don't know about the event. So tell us all about it. Um, so it is a soup, stew, and chili cook-off, essentially. Um, this year we have 36 cooking teams that will be lined up around the square and we have churches, businesses, individuals, um, just a mixture of cooks. They're not professional by any means. We do have a couple of restaurants, I'm not going to lie, but um, these are just um, people that love to cook and they love Habitat, thankfully. And um, you come and you actually get to sample all of the dishes. The difference is we have these wonderful painted bowls um, from the Pottery Place. So for about three months, we had people go and paint them. And so those people will actually get to pick up their bowl the day of. And then the Pottery Place um, also spent those three months painting some unique ones that if you didn't get to paint one yourself, you'll still get to pick out the day of as well. So we're looking at over a thousand bowls that will be there wow. on Saturday. So hopefully a thousand people will come. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's a lot of uh, soups and stews and chilies. Yeah, they make um, the cooking teams. Some cooking teams make 10 gallons and still run out. So um, it's it's a lot of fun. Um, right now the weather looks promising. I don't want to say it too loud. Um, <laughs> it looks promising. And we have uh, this year we have live entertainment from... Um, Scales Elementary, Northfield Elementary, Bradley, and then we also have a fiddler player coming as well named Sophie Buck. Oh, cool. So we're very excited. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's it's all outdoors. Enjoy the fall weather, mm-hmm. the downtown square. And there's also um, the sip and stroll, I think, is going on at the same time. So it would be a perfect opportunity to come feed your belly and then go shopping <laughs> yeah of course absolutely and uh, you mentioned uh, about a three-month period where people were making their bowls and uh, bart has is always good about uh, promoting that event and getting people to uh getting people out to to paint their bowls and that's that's all part of uh the process too but if you didn't get to participate in that again you're still able to come out on november 5th yes absolutely because we will have um a whole tent, a huge tent set up with the bowls that the Pottery Place have painted. So you can choose one of those. And then we also have um, unique Habitat bowls. And this year they're orange on the inside. Every year they change. Uh, this year they're orange. So um, lots of bowls to choose from. Lots of desserts. Um, cider, coffee, tea, water. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. So um, just to kind of give us an idea, what time does it start? Uh, those people that went and pre-painted their bowls get in at 10.30. Uh, everybody else gets in at 11. So it's from 11 to 1. Um, and the uh, general mission tent is in front of the courthouse facing Main Street near Shacklets. So okay. that's where you need to come buy a ticket if you haven't yet. Um, right now we still have tickets for sale at the Habitat Restore or um, on Eventbrite, which you can find on our website. So now your um, the... Um, the bowls when you get, if you haven't painted a bowl you get your ticket first and then you go pick up your bowl is that how that works yeah you go um, get your ticket you go um, we give you a bag um, and then you actually put your bowl in your bag um, 
because of COVID, we started doing this in 2020. Instead of using your painted bowl to go get samples, every time you go to a tent, um, the tents have um, their own styrofoam bowls. And so you'll get a sample from that. At, you know, you'll get a new bowl every time you go to a tent to try their dish. And then we will have um, a chance for you to vote for your favorite. Okay, so tell us about how all that voting and stuff works. So you, you go around and you sample as much as you want, right? Yeah, all 36, <laughs> if you can. Um, we have This year we're doing something a little different. Um, our voting slips are a full page. In the past they've been a half page. And then on the back we actually will have a map. So Because a lot of people are like, oh, I love that one, but I just I don't remember where it was. I mean, I have it memorized because I've done it for so long, but um, this year we'll have a map, so hopefully people will really know which one they like. And then we ask that you just check one that was your favorite, and then um, we count those um, the following week, and then we give a Golden Bowl Award to the winner. Golden Bowl Award. Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> and, I mean, there's some competitive people out there. Oh, I, <laughs> yes, uh, absolutely. So, um, and... and how do you choose who um, participates in the uh, cooking part of it? Um, it's really just um, word of mouth. We've had some that have done it every year. And then um, usually I'll send out an email in July and just say, hey, I've got the date. You've cooked for me in the past. You know, are you interested in doing it this time? And then sometimes it's just a mixture of our staff talking, you know, in the community about the event. And then we find new teams this year we have a lot of new teams, so I'm excited to bring some um, new competition in. Um, and it's, I mean, again, and a lot of them are in the same place every year because they've just, you know, they're committed. They're veterans, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> well, anything else you want to tell us about uh, November 5th's Cooking to Build? Uh, yeah, I just really want to say thank you to our presenting sponsor, Atmos Energy. Um, they cooked for us for a long time, and um, have always been sponsors, but this year they came in as our presenting sponsor. So, and they're great supporters and all the sponsors that are helping um, our event to be successful. Yeah. Megan, thanks for stopping in today. Thank you guys so much. Absolutely. Megan Hutchins joining us today from Habitat for Humanity. Again, Cooking to Build is coming up on November the 5th. Your chance to uh, find out more about this great community partner and also have some great stews and chilies and uh, soups. It's going to be a big event coming up on November 5th. Just nine days? You said nine days. Nine days. Oh, wow. Jesus, gotten here quick. All right. Thanks to Megan for coming in today. We're going to continue the conversation on the Action Line here in just a moment. Classroom closures, small business lockdowns, mask mandates, government bureaucrats failed us during COVID. They infringed on our freedoms, left school children behind, and hurt our economy. But here in Tennessee, another unelected board of bureaucrats decides if and where healthcare providers can expand services and care. Tennessee's Certificate of Need, or Con Law, gives government bureaucrats too much power over our care. Those bureaucrats and their endless red tape limit access to quality health care choices. Consider these facts. Today, only half of hospitals in Tennessee with maternity wards have a NICU. We want to make it easier for health care providers to respond to the needs of Tennessee families. Tennessee's population is growing, and it takes three to four years to build a new hospital. It's time to put patients first. Tell your legislator to fully repeal the Tennessee Con. Paid for by Center for Individual Freedom. This is Good Neighbor Events with Bart Walker. 
Brought to you by the law offices of John Day and AmeriCare Pest Control. I've got it's time to mount a counterattack on mosquitoes and reclaim your yard. AmeriCare Pest Control can help you enjoy your yard again and protect your family from mosquitoes that can carry West Nile and encephalitis. Call 893-7111 to learn more about their mosquito control services. AmeriCare Services Incorporated. Licensed, insured, and bonded for your protection. Call the best of the best to get rid of your pest. 893-7111. WGNS encourages you to shop local, and we think it's important to listen local, too. Remember to take advantage of early voting. It's going on right now through November 3rd. There's a local author fair starting at 10 o'clock this Saturday morning at the Smyrna Public Library. That's at 400 Enon Springs Road West. 18 local authors will be there and a great opportunity to learn more about our community. Again, the local author fair starts at 10 o'clock this Saturday morning at the Smyrna Public Library. And there will be trick-or-treating around the historic Murfreesboro Square on Halloween afternoon. That's Monday, October 31st, from 3 until 5. Do you have your tickets yet for the Read to Succeed Spelling Bee? Well, that's next week. That's right, next Thursday, November 3rd at 5.30 in the evening over at the Cooper Ridge Event Venue on Betty Ford Road. Call 615-738-READ or visit their website, readtosucceed.org. From News Radio WGNS, those are Good Neighbor Events. I can radio that's kind of possessed. It's coast to coast AM overnight every night. You have a possessed radio? Yeah. WGNS, Murfreesboro. The Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSradio.com. We're back on this Friday Action Line, and uh, time to shift our attention. We're going to talk about uh, Happiness is Your Responsibility. That's a new book by Peggy Sullivan, the CEO of She Can, and joining us here this morning. First of all, Peggy, good morning to you. Good morning to you. Happy Friday. Happy Friday as well. You're, you're already bringing a positive energy for us this morning. Yeah, happiness is contagious. Did you know that when somebody happy is on the phone or enters the room, they light up the room by 87%. That's wild. So, I mean, and it helps improve the mood of everyone else, I'm assuming. Absolutely. And and the reality is happiness has a ton of superpowers. When you're happy, you live a longer life, you have less heart disease. You have more energy, you're more kinetic. There's just a lot of great stuff that happens when you're when you're happy, which is why we all need to learn how to make our happiness actionable. Well, we're going to talk a lot about that today and talk about your book as well, Happiness is Your Responsibility. Um, first of all, tell me about, you're, you're the CEO of SheCan. What is SheCan? 
She Can is a nonprofit organization that helps women step into their power. When I was in the career world, I didn't have a lot of women around me in the boardroom or in senior management positions. And I certainly didn't have a lot of female mentors. So I decided to create an organization that would help women really become successful on their terms dependent upon what they want. The organization, we run about 80 events annually. We've got a couple thousand women that are members of the organization. And it's just a really wonderful community where everybody has each other's back. We learn, we grow, and we have a lot of fun together. And from that, uh, I'm sure in, in your work comes this book. So uh, have you, is this your first book? Or are you uh, a published author of many books? Kind of tell me about that process for you. Sure, I'd be happy to. It act, was actually my first book. I wrote it about a year ago during COVID, the heat of COVID, where everywhere I looked, nobody was happy. And I just realized that we need to start to take responsibility for our happiness and do the things we needed to do so we could create our our own light. Um, it was a dark time for so many people, so many things out of our control, and people just wanted to get control back and to start to feel good and have some positive energy. And so I started speaking a ton about happiness, and then I started writing blogs, and then before you know it, they they turned into a book, and here we are today. And I'm actually on my second book right now, which is a whole bunch of fun. And the second book is really about busyness. Busyness is really the the new status symbol in today. People don't tell you how they're doing or what their well-being is. They tell you how busy they are. And so my second book is really all about busyness and, and how to step out of that trap. You know, it, it it's kind of interesting that you mentioned busyness because we went from that to in during a time of COVID for many people, it was, what am I going to do? I'm here by myself. And how do you know, how do you find the positivity and some of that? And then all of a sudden, you know, now, I hate to say post pandemic, but you know, after the, the big surge and lockdowns and things of that nature, it's like, uh, we just shot out of the cannon and are trying to do everything that's the, out there to do. <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 actually fascinating. I conducted a social experiment about a couple of weeks ago and I asked 107 people how they were doing. And I really wanted to know about their well-being. And instead of people telling me how they were doing, what they did was they said, I'm so busy. As a matter of fact, 94 out of that 107 told me I'm so busy and then they started to apologize for it like I'm so busy but it'll calm down and I'll learn how to deal with it and things will get better but it was it was wild to me and it made me realize that busyness is the new status symbol right I mean we love being busy we want to go to that doctor that is busy for six months because they're they're really good and and, you know, we don't have time to do the things we really need to do or want to do because 
because we're so busy. So busyness has just become this this status symbol. But in reality, busyness is is really takes us away from the things we love and kind of gets us caught up on this uh, treadmill that doesn't always lead to something good. It uh, could steal our happiness uh, to kind of bring that back around. And uh, I'm sure that there are many things that could take away from, you know, uh, our, our happiness and positive feeling. And if you're so busy, you know, it's trying to check off boxes and get from one thing to the next. It's it's really hard to have a lot of emotion during that, especially if you're in a job maybe that keeps you busy, but it's not your you know, passion, you know, things of that nature. So uh, kind of talk to us a little bit about finding our happiness and how important that is for our health and well-being. Yeah, I, I mean, I'd love to. I started touching about, you know, how I believe happiness is a superpower, and it really is. If you were to look at the brain underneath a a x-ray and see what happens when you're happy, you would see the brain lighting up and it's sending um, neuroelectrotransmitters, basically called endomorphins, to your body, basically saying, okay, blood, start to flow fast, start to feel good start to turn your mood around. So happiness is is really scientific. But I always tell people this. I believe that happiness is a muscle. And the more you flex it, the more capable it gets. And like other muscles, the more you use them, the stronger they begin to get. And through practice, you can make this happiness muscle really, really strong and improve the quality of your life. And in turn, that happiness really gives back to the quality of your life. So getting back to the question, what what can we do to jumpstart our happiness? I like to tell people, I think that there is a three-prong strategy. The first is to realize that happiness is an inside job. We all tend to think that happiness is this thing that I'll be happy when. When I get the job, when I get the house, when I get the boyfriend, it's just kind of always contingent. But really, when we start to turn that upside down and realize happiness is a series of micro moments that you really create for yourself through practice and conscious effort, you know, you really begin to understand the essence of happiness. And I learned that at a young age. My mom died really, really young. And she kind of had a very long, painful, um, drawn out sickness. And she would got pretty depressed about it. And she was sick for pretty long. And it wasn't unusual for me to go visit her in the hospital. And she would be depressed. And, and she would be despondent, and, and she wasn't very talkative. And, and one day I walked in the hospital room, and all of a sudden everything changed. She was upbeat, she was talkative, she was actually eating, she was listening to music. And I'm like, Mom, what changed? And she looked at me and she says, you know, I've been doing a lot of thinking, and I realized that happiness is my responsibility. I can't control the cancer. I can't control the other things that are going on. But my attitude, my happiness, that's something I can choose for myself. And that was a very poignant moment in my life. It made me realize that happiness is indeed an inside job. And 
The second thing that we can do to master our happiness is, is understanding that happiness happens in the brain. And I touched upon it a little bit ago, but when we're happy, blood flows to our brain and produces neurochemicals called serotonin, dopamine, and endorphins. And they really do change the mood of, of of you and and how you're feeling and the amount of energy you have and and just the feel good that that you're feeling inside and so you know this this way to release our endorphins it's it's not all that hard because it's really about self-care getting a good night's sleep eating well doing the things that let your body produce those endorphins on their own and if you haven't heard enough about the third way to jumpstart your happiness, it's really understanding what makes you happy. And we talked a little bit about busyness, and so many people are so caught up in busyness. And too many people, they don't know what really lights them up, what makes them joyous. You know, we're so busy doing all this stuff that we just don't take time out for the things that really make us happy. So the third strategy is is just knowing those those go-to things that you can do that make you make you happy, the art of happiness, so to speak. So if you put these strategies together, you, the the one thing that I come away with from that, you know, I'm in a time of of change in my life. I've got uh two kids that uh, are grown and so now it's like you spend all this time focusing on them what what do I do and to find that happiness that's hard for some people isn't it to find what makes them happy what they enjoy to do well, the alternative isn't a good one either right yeah. Yeah. you know and that's why it all starts with happiness is an inside job and you know if we really think about life life has changed so much over really the last five years so much of so many things that used to be in our control are out of our control. We can't control inflation. We can't control the noisy politics. We can't control COVID. So many things are happening to us. And so I think it's really important that we do start to think about the things that we can control and the things that we have power over. And I believe our mood and and helping ourselves um, you know, pulling ourselves out of what's been a depression and a fog for many people is is just so important. And it's hard. It's not easy. And I always also tell people, if you're really struggling, think about the things that you are grateful for. Think about the things that make you happy. I have an 88-year-old aunt who is really pretty miserable 24-7. We call her poor old Aunt Adrienne. And yet, when I'm talking to her, if I can get her to talk about her grandchildren or get her to talk about her dog, who's the love of her life, or playing bridge, her mood changes 100%. And so it's really about focusing in on the positive and the things that you can control and, and remembering that you do have a lot of good stuff going on in your life. Peggy Sullivan's book uh, can be purchased at PeggySullivanSpeaker.com or on Amazon. Thank you for joining us today for The Action Line.